Hi, I'm Dave Westberg, and you're listening to the Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by BillboardLoans.com, a non-bank bank which provides financing to out-of-home advertising companies. Billboard Loans has been lending to the out-of-home industry for over 22 years. Billboard Loans, fast, smart, committed. Today's podcast guest is John Weller. John started his career as a CPA and has 22 years' experience lending to media and out-of-home advertising companies. In addition to co-publishing Billboard Insider along with me, John and I operate lending funds that have made $171 million in loans to media and out-of-home advertising businesses. Today, John's going to talk about the out-of-home advertising debt markets and about the lending activities of BillboardLoans.com, our out-of-home debt fund. Welcome to the show, John. Thanks, Dave. It's nice to be here. John, maybe you can start by talking about Billboard Loans. What does it do, and who is a typical borrower? Sure, Dave. We operate Billboard Loans as a private commercial lender and advisor. And, you know, simply stated, we work with outdoor owner-operators to assist them in meeting their growth goals. And typically, we can do that through new plant builds and financing of new plant builds, targeted acquisitions, and been a common theme lately, digital conversions, taking some of their best structures and converting them to digital. Mostly small, mostly privately held? Absolutely. Our focus is on owner-operators, and those typically tend to be smaller, local or regional operators. And you know, our sweet spot in terms of lending size is anywhere from as small as Oh, $100,000 up to, we have one borrower that's approaching a million dollars. You know, it's funny. We laugh. I, I, I talk to my friends who get to go to places like New York and Atlanta and Los Angeles, and I'm going to Jasper, Alabama, or Stephenville, Texas, or it's our borrowers are really small market. Absolutely. That's really what our target is, and that's where we do our best work. John, as senior banker to the out-of-home business, how how do you evaluate the industry from uh, the standpoint of, of, of being a senior lender? Well, you know, one thing I'll do initially is I'll point out a difference, which is, you know, a lot of commercial banks don't understand the outdoor business. And as a result, they tend to shy away from it. Um, we specialize in out-of-home. And that's because we understand the, the business and have lots of years of experience in it. So the things we really appreciate about the outdoor industry is, one, it's, it has growing revenue. As most of our listeners know, outdoor has the best growth trend of traditional media, and it's making you know, strong roads on even digital advertising. It has barriers to entry. And, you know, as a lender, you like that because it means that you limit competition. The industry is regulated, so the playing field is limited. And that does help greatly also with market values because it's hard, harder to enter into a market. I recall seeing a Street Authority article that called out Lamar today pointing out just that, barriers to entry, which mean once you have a permit to operate a billboard, it is probably not going to be subject to a competing company building just down the street. Absolutely. And and while the business, you know, certainly has its complexities, it's a relatively simple business model and can is one that can be adjusted 
or someone, you know, if there's a change in the marketplace or there's a change in the economy, it's pretty easy to shift to accommodate whatever, you know, obstacles you might run into. And it's a liquid market. And by that, we mean it has good, steady collections. Typically, the customers pay very well, in particular, local and and regional customers, as a lot of our listeners know. I mean, we're really blessed with the fact that we don't run into a lot of bad debt issues and that other than national business, and of course, every advertising related business has the same issue with national business where you have to wait a little bit longer. Local and regional business tends to pay on a very timely basis. One one of the things I I say about the industry that I enjoy, I say it's both boring and dynamic. It's boring because of its consistency of cash flow, and it's dynamic because of digital and the possibilities that come from digital. And, And the last thing is, from a perception standpoint, it's really in the traditional media market, the perception of, of outdoor is one where there's a lot of possibilities. Now with the move into digital, the banking community is becoming more aware of outdoor and the possibilities that are available to the industry. So that's the upside. Uh, what, how about the risks? Well, like any business, there are some risks. And You know, the most obvious ones are the cancellation of the lease, where obviously that can be a a significant issue for an operator and also for a lender as they look at it. Interest rate risk, and that's something that's becoming a little more prevalent as the Federal Reserve has raised their rates over the last year or so. And as those interest rates increase, it makes it more difficult to service debt. Regulatory risk is one, and obviously, think just the other day, or it might have been t- yesterday or today, we published an article on the on it's the Thomas case, right, Dave? That's correct. Yeah, that's just been heard, and you know that's a significant regulatory case that may have impact on our industry. So as a lender, we're watching that closely. Well, just a little aside, the Thomas case. If Thomas wins, it could potentially moot an entire regulatory apparatus for out of home, which includes just compensation protection, validation of permits, and you could open the way to a much more stringent and draconian form of regulation. I, My sort of view of Thomas is better the devil you know than the devil you don't, and system works the way it is, and I'd probably prefer it not get overthrown. As this case goes on, I mean, one of the strengths of the industry that I didn't mention earlier is that we're fortunate that we have such a strong national organization to that lobbies and, and deals with legal issues like the Outdoor Advertising Association of America. Actually, the Out of Home Advertising Association of America, yes. as they just had a name change. Some other things that we look at from a lending standpoint are build risks. You know, just because you have a permit doesn't necessarily mean it's a good board to build. You know, it's an understanding of picking a quality site and also uh, understanding how to market that site to maximize the value out of it. It also is part of the build risk. It's you get good quality lease terms as part of that. And then the other thing that we're concerned with us is potential for general market downturns. You know, those tend to affect all industries, but obviously that has some impact on revenues. And we want to feel as a lender that we're working with operators who who understand what changes are necessary to make if you get into a down market. And you clearly can see in a down market, out of home is cyclical. I think I looked at the last three recessions and 
out of home is sort of 3x the economy. So if the economy goes down a percent, out of home goes down 3%. It was down 3% in the 1992 recession. It was down a percent after the 2001-9-11 event, and it was down almost 20% in the Great Recession of 2009. John, where are you seeing demand from out-of-home advertisers for loans right now? Well, that's an easy one. I mean, I'd say number one on the list are digital sign conversions. You know, we have a lot of smaller operators as well as large operators who have great locations that they're looking to upgrade to digital. And as they get their permitting issues taken care of and ordinance issues with cities, we've had a lot of operators have come to us to help them to finance taking one of their best static signs and converting it to digital. As a lot of us know, this has been a very active acquisition market, and not only with some of the larger outdoor operators, but also smaller ones too. And so we've come alongside several outdoor companies who've looked to do small add-on acquisitions that are a good strategic fit for their business. And we've been involved, you know, in those situations. And then, of course, it's just general growth. You know, sometimes the best value you can create for a sign is when you can identify your own site, get it permitted and construct it yourself. And, you know, typically uh, we work with our existing customers to help them with maybe some add-ons to their existing line to help them as they're looking at new builds. John, what determines the debt capacity of an out-of-home advertising company? In other words, if I'm a own an out-of-home advertising company, I want to grow, I want to borrow some money from my lender, what is a reasonable debt limit? From a lending standpoint, we look at a ratio commonly known as debt to cash flow or debt to EBITDA. EBITDA, as most people know, is 12 months earnings before interest, depreciation, taxes, and amortization. There's my CPA of me from my old days of having to deal with acronyms. But, you know, commonly, I guess I would refer to that level of income as operating income, what it takes to truly run your business on a, on a day-to-day basis. And when we look at debt to cash flow, we have kind of an upper limit of five to one. We found that that level makes sense because it's an amount where the debt can be repaid in a reasonable time frame without significant revenue growth. And also debt service is low enough that the operator can have excess cash flow to spend on CapEx to keep growing. You never want to count on a hockey stick to get you repaid. One of the great myths I think a lot of operators run into is, you know, they'll look at a plant and say, well, I can bump up revenue significantly in this plant. And sometimes they can. But the reality a lot of times is it's a lot more difficult than most people realize when they get into it. Let's stop here to pay the bills. Few things are more frustrating than having to educate your bank around the out-of-home advertising business. Billboardloans.com has lent money to small out-of-home advertising companies for 22 years, so we won't waste your time with stupid questions. We understand the billboard business is cyclical and won't bail out on you in bad times. Some of our best relationships were forged during the 2001 and 2009 recessions. Talk to our borrowers. Billboardloans.com, fast, smart, committed. John, what's one thing borrowers don't think about that they should? Well, it's hard to pick one thing, but let me give a couple of basics. And and I'm going to start really basic. This is more operational and, and even on the accounting side, which is keep good records. If you want to deal with the lending market, to be able to show that you can produce timely quality management information is a real plus. 
Lenders love the timeliness, consistency, and quality of financial information. So to me, that's a really important thing for any business of any size. Another thing is, particularly as you're working with lenders, deliver news early. And that's whether it's good news or bad news. You know, there's a tendency if you have good news, you call your banker and tell them right away. But I think you're going to find that even being timely on bad news and also with an explanation of what's going on and how you're going to fix it, if it's a problem of some type, is one that you can create a very strong relationship with a lender if you're willing to be that upfront with a lender on a consistent basis. A couple of small things we've run into historically that, that you know, unfortunately, I can tell stories about, Dave's obviously aware of it, you're aware of it too, is a lot of businesses don't think about the need for key man life insurance for small companies. The value of being able to pay a lender off in the unfortunate circumstance where maybe an owner passes away is a real gift that you can give to your family. And unfortunately, we've had two times where we've had loans paid off because of the death of a owner operator. But fortunately, they took the time to put key man insurance in place or had a life insurance policy in place. And it paid off the full amount of the debt and left the company with their family debt free. So what do I do if I am in poor health and I may have a medical condition that makes key man difficult, prohibitively expensive, impossible to get? Well, from a lending standpoint, what we want to see is that there's some level of transition set in place so that we know as a lender that if something were to happen to, in a lot of small businesses, it's one person who, who basically is making the bulk of the decisions. And if there's a, a plan in place for another qualified individual, whether it be a family member or a trusted employee, where they will step in and run the business and be able to demonstrate they have the capability. That's a very important thing to have and to make a lender aware of as, as they're looking at the possibility of having you as a borrower. John, I want to switch gears and go macro, uh, go from individual lending situations to a sort of a macro industry as a whole. Let's start first with the big three public U.S. out-of-home companies. In one word, how would you evaluate the leverage of the three public U.S. out-of-home companies? Let's start with Lamar. Oh, wow. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lamar, my one word for them would be consistency. And the reason for that is they typically have lower leverage. I think currently their ratio of debt to equity is about 3.3 times. And that provides them room for growth like we recently saw with the fairway acquisition consistency for Lamar would be a good one word. How about out front? Out front, I would, you, the one word I would use for out front is aggressive. They obviously have been making big bets on transit, particularly with their New York and Boston contracts. And leverage is a bit higher, but still within reasonable range, but it's higher than Lamar. They tend to run in about the four and a half range. And that brings us to Clear Channel. Yeah. That one's a little more interesting. I'll say my one word for Clear Channel is uncertainty. They're currently leveraged at over eight times, which is too high. I mean, it needs to, over time, be brought down lower. And the uncertainty is what happens later this year when iHeartMedia moves out of bankruptcy and Clear Channel separates from iHeart. There's a lot of opportunity, but what happens may depend on their ownership group. 
which initially will be made up of the iHeart Lending Group. Personally, know, you know, having spent some time in the lending community, I don't think they're going to be a very patient group, and they may look to monetize their investment, which could create some interesting situations for Clear Channel. But you know, keep in mind, and as most people who've, who've read us on Insider, I mean, we are Clear Channel f- fans and have felt all the way along that if they could get separated from iHeart, that there was a lot of opportunity for Clear Channel. Freedom is a good thing for Clear Channel. That's Absolutely. John, you've been in the out-of-home lending business now through three business cycles. Let's talk about the current lending market and where are we in the current lending out-of-home lending cycle? Well, it's an interesting time. I mean, obviously, the the lending industry tends to be very predictable. And it would be nice if you know it was a little less predictable in terms of cycles. But typically, as you go through a cycle, you'll come out of a a recession, whether it be a short recession or, you know, obviously our last recession was very prolonged. And then you're dealing with practical conservative lenders. You'll see that typically right after a downturn where they'll stay, kind of stick to their knitting and say, these are good conservative standards we want to live by. The next phase you're going to see will be lenders searching for growth. And typically that's when their growth in profits is slowing from their existing customers. And so you'll start to see a push to bring in new business. The next cycle, and that's, this is probably where we are right now, Dave, I would call it a frenzy of growth. The lending market will become a very aggressive in search for growth opportunities and start looking beyond traditional markets to maybe consider some other markets. And we're in this part of the cycle, and it has been very favorable to outdoor. And then typically, as you enter into a recession, you know, they're going to pull back and we're going to start the whole cycle all over again. But that pullback usually means that it can be a little difficult on smaller owner operators if they have any kinds of issues or if the interest rates get too high or they have trouble handling debt service because the bankers tend to look to what they're familiar with and tend to move away from those things. Even though they made a commitment to the market in their growth frenzy that they've decided maybe they, they need to pull back on it now. It's a last-in, first-out phenomenon. It's the last market they got in, and they're in a recession. And when the credit guy says, we really need to shrink, we got to focus on what we do best, it's the first market that's jettisoned. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, Dave, I'm going to ask you a question, because obviously you're in the middle of this lending business with me, too. And that would be, as we're looking at our current marketplace right now, where we're in a, a situation where... You know, there is a little, uh, well, not a little, there's a lot more aggressiveness in the banking community. I mean, what are you you seeing from your side and what are some suggestions or some things that you might suggest to the outdoor community? Clearly, this is probably as favorable a borrower's market as I think we've ever seen. I tell people when I'm advising them, if you get a chance to do a multi-year bank deal, do it because your credit terms, your pricing is as good as it's going to get. Your credit terms are as loose as they're going to get. And if you can get a two-year revolver or get a term loan, lock in your funds, it's a smart thing to be doing. We've been in an up and to the right environment for 10 years. There's a whole generation of lenders that have not seen a recession and they'll panic when we get into a recession. And so to put in place a multi-year lending agreement is a good thing to do now. The other thing is, is there's a potential, if we don't go in a recession, 
the Federal Reserve is shrinking its balance sheet. There's going to be more demand. All that, all the securities that the Federal Reserve was sucking up to keep interest rates low, they're going to be shrinking. There's going to be, I think, some pressure, maybe some inflationary pressure. There's going to be some pressure on interest rates. And an increase in interest rates could mean lower borrowing. I think when I've looked at the math, for every 200 basis point or 2% increase in interest rates, the debt capacity of an out-of-home advertising company goes down by about a half turn. In other words, if an out-of-home company can borrow up to five times cash flow today at today's rates, if interest rates go up by 200 basis points or 2%, the debt capacity of that same out-of-home company, everything else the same, is only four and a half times. So I tell people, if you can get a multi-year deal, get it. Run your business. Don't take crazy risks. Run your business. Be prudent. And when I think the, the true opportunities will show up will be if we hit a recession, when lenders pull back and money's tight, then the, the true opportunities will show up. Uh, that's kind of my take. John, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a good point. And particularly when you're in this market where the lenders are more aggressive, just because debt's available doesn't necessarily mean you want to take it all. Because if you get too levered and then if interest rates go up or we hit a down market, then you know, you're going to find that you could be in a very difficult situation trying to manage that and manage in a way that's going to keep your bankers happy as they become very conservative in a downturn. Be thankful that the debt is available, but be very careful at how much you use. That's a great way to finish up the podcast. That's it for this week. Thanks for appearing on the podcast, John. You're welcome. It was nice to be on. You can listen to this and other episodes of the Billboard Insider podcast by visiting billboardinsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. This podcast was sponsored by BillboardLoans.com. Billboard Loans, fast, smart, committed. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back in two weeks.